Well, hello there. It's another day. I'm Jim Harrington. And I am Bill Knight. So I hope everything is going well for you today. It is. Um, I got to ask you a question. What do you think would happen if uh, a Republican uh, said out loud that a, a either a candidate or the president of another party should be shot, said those words out loud? What do you think would happen? Well, uh, in the case like of uh, Stacey Plaskett, is that who you're talking about? Yeah, well, she said it. Here's what she yeah, said. Yeah, I know she did. I, I think that they, uh, well, my thing is they any committee they're on, which she is, uh, she should step down from right away. Mm-hmm. I don't even know, you know, if, if if I as a citizen sat there and said, I think so-and-so ought to be shot. I think you might uh, have somebody knocking on your door. Like the uh, yeah, and Secret I Service. think they kicked down the door because that is a threat. That's right. And, but what that was was a different kind of threat. It was right. a call to action. It was a signal for the troops to get Trump because here's what's going on. They don't want Trump to get back in office for any reason at all. And they know that they know he's got goods on him. And so the easiest way to defuse Trump is to eliminate him literally. Now, DeSantis and any other Republican candidate ought to be looking uh, at that, that or listening to that threat. And where are the spineless Republicans? Because nobody said a damn thing. But if a Republican did it, oh, the Democrats would be all over it. So we've got a problem in our own party. And that is we don't stick up for our, our fellow comrades uh, let alone our own party. And if we can't do that, you know, then the message has been heard. It's out there. And there's a whack job going, oh, okay, I've got instructions now. Here's what i got to do. Well, you know, DeSantis, you they, next. she said this on a Sunday morning program. And, yes. And, and they didn't even stop and correct her or clarify anything. They didn't say, well, yeah, I'm sure that was a slip of your tongue or uh, what you, and you know, oh, of course, there's a slip. They didn't do that. She just kept going, and they didn't point it out. But she first, she said it. If it happened in reverse, if a Republican said those words, uh, there would have been an outcry. The New York Times. Hell to pay. There would have been the New York Times stories about it. There would have been calls for removal. The whole ball of wax. But when the Democrat says it, for you know, she's only a delegate. No, she is. She's in the on the committees. She participates. She may be a delegate. But that's technically a term. She can't vote, you know. But other than that, she can participate and influence. And she has influence. And she shouldn't have said it. Here's what she said in case you missed it. Listen very carefully. Having Trump not only have had the codes, but now having the classified information for Americans and being able to put that out and share it in his resort with anyone and everyone who comes through should be terrifying to all Americans. Mm -hmm. And he needs to be shot. Stopped. He needs to be shot. Stopped. I that mean, was planned, let me tell you right now, and even if it wasn't, let's say it was a, oopsie, it was a Freudian slip. The first, in a Freudian slip, that's what you're truly thinking. You, you know, you correct yourself yeah. from saying what you really meant to say. She meant it. She did say it. It wasn't just a part of a word or kind of unclear. It was very clear, very prominent. She knows it, you know, and I know it. She's a liar. She has responsibilities in her position. One of the responsibilities is to be careful about what you say at all times. You represent an area. You are a delegate or you are a representative. You have responsibilities. That is the most irresponsible. And like I I think you may have said, it was planned, I think. I think she said it intentionally, too. I think think that was was at the top of her mind, and that's what came out. Yeah, and I think that uh, you talked about responsibility. Now let's go to the Republican side of the fence. What do we hear? Crickets. Oh. Okay, well, guess what? It is your responsibility, Congress, to bounce her on her butt and hold her accountable and let the Democrats know that they can't do this anymore. And let's take it a step further, you know, because I think it was a rally cry to put a target on his head. 
which oh, we've known well, they were going to do all along. And I think the party, the entire Democrat party, ought to be held accountable if that happens. But it's a two. There are two standards in this uh, in this country of ours now. Two complete standards. I mean, if if a Republican did it, there would be cries for uh, him being tossed from government, and there would be. Uh, censure and all this it would be terrible and it would be continuous you wouldn't you wouldn't be able to forget about it but because she says it it's not a big deal it was a slip of her tongue they're making excuses for her from the get-go the fact that she said it is amazing go ahead but i was going to say you know the democratic voting public the one that believes everything that they're told they're going well, but but I don't like I I don't like Trump, and I don't like uh, you know your Republican ways. So I'm going to let it slide. Well, if you let it slide, that says something about you. When you talk about your democracy and everything, mm-hmm. I'm not saying don't believe in what you believe, but do the right thing, because well, this is wrong. I'm this pl- is wrong. I'm going to play it for you again. I want you to hear this one more time. This is somebody who sits in Congress and has influence. Having Trump not only have had the codes, but now having the classified information for Americans and being able to put that out and share it in his resort with anyone and everyone who comes through should be terrifying to all Americans, mm-hmm. and he needs to be shot, stopped. Uh, unbelievable. But, but another thing, what she's saying is a lie. Yes. What she's saying yeah. about the classified documents, sharing it with other people, is a lie. Well, she's talking about the codes and everything. Well, let me let's 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 explore this one. But the simple fact is, none of the uh, none of the investigations or any of that has ever mentioned codes or sharing stuff like that. And this audio tape of top secret classified documents that he was we was sharing, and what you hear on the tape is. Yeah. Newspapers and magazines. And unless you got proof otherwise, I believe that's what it was, and that's what it is. And what he said was very ambiguous, was not what they're claiming. But let's talk about secrets of the nation. Obama was caught saying back when he was in office, if we can fool the people one more time. Yeah. We can give away, because I think we should share with all of our enemies in foreign states, all of our secrets and technology. That is what, oh, it is obvious from the to words so, of Obama. It is obvious to so many good people that uh, certain people who have been revered by others in this country are not really on our side. Let's just leave it like that. They're not really patriots. They haven't been from the get-go, and they aren't right now. I think you and I were talking, the, the guy who's really pulling the strings right now probably is Barack Hussein Obama. Well, you're damn right From it his and house. Yeah, and you know what? I, I wouldn't doubt that he he kind of encouraged what was said to we can't do it ourselves but if somehow we put the word out maybe some you know some group out there will go ahead and do it for us because if enough of them try they might get through because they don't want Trump to win because of what he really does have and what he really will do and Trump has said what he will do uh, you know if DeSantis you know has any brain at all he's got to realize he's got He's in sights because if Trump is gone, he's the next man up, and they're going to take him too. They're not going to let him win. They're going to stop any Republican by any means before 2024, and that was evident from that little comment. You know, he should be, I mean, uh, you know, know, whatever she said after that. I don't know if you can hear this or not, but there's a slight, uh, it sounds like, uh, an echo in the background or harmonics of some kind. I think that is our uh, transmission line today. And if you uh, are listening and you hear that, we apologize. We have no control over that. Uh, but it's there. Well, I also have major construction going on outside, which uh, not for my building, but they're redoing mm-hmm. the sidewalk. So they got to tear them up. You know, and it's do just one of those days, folks. But we, want, we yeah. wanted to let you know that it's not something that we're doing intentionally. Uh, here at the at the studio, um, another interesting thing happened yesterday. I don't know if you saw mm-hmm. this or not, but uh, President Trump sat down for an interview with Brett Baer on Fox News of all places, 
And the first thing I thought was, what's he doing? He's walking into the lion's den. That's not the Fox News that used to be uh, supportive of him for so many years. This is a different Fox News, and you're walking right into the lion's den. But I, I'm totally convinced that this man is fearless of these people. He he knows where he's going. He knows what he's saying. He said, and Brett Baer, by the way, is no friend of the Trumps. He is not a friend. He is, in my, my opinion, he's a guy who showed his true colors during the 2020 uh, election, and he hasn't really changed. He knows where he gets his millions of dollars in salary. He knows where he gets the money to afford his beautiful homes and and to keep uh, himself in a lifestyle that he enjoys living. And um, so, I mean, he, he, he if they told him at Fox to uh, to do something, he would do it dutifully because the, he's a loyal employee and and a supporter of the uh, the upper level management. You know, so he sat down anyway with. Uh, and Trump was unbelievably good last night. Trump mm-hmm. was amazing last night. He was uh, uh, he was definitely on his game, and nothing bothered him. And uh, but he, they were talking about the classified documents. And I, first, I want to play this cut here. This is not from Trump. This is not from last night. This is Mike Pence talking to David Muir from ABC about classified documents. I play this only as a reminder. Listen. Did you take any classified documents with you from the White House? Uh, I, I did not. Um, do you see any reason for anyone to take classified documents with them leaving the White House? Well, there'd be no reason to have classified documents, particularly if they were in an unprotected area. That's Mike Pence, right? He's talking to David Muir, and he's saying, no, I... I did not take him. So this is what happened last night on the interview with uh, Brett Baer, President right. Trump and Brett Baer. Listen. Your Vice President Mike Pence, Pence uh, says he's, quote, deeply troubled by what's in the indictment. And he says, quote, the indictment contains serious charges and I cannot defend what's alleged. Mike Pence had documents that were classified. And he turned them over. No, he didn't turn them over. He got caught. His lawyers found some documents. And then he turned them over. Why did he have them? He shouldn't be saying that because he had classified documents. And immediately they said, oh, that's okay. And I suppose it's going to be okay with Biden, too, even though he has them in Chinatown, even though he has them in Delaware, and probably a hundred times more than I have. So you're not worried about this case? Based on the law, zero. Zero. Presidential Records Act plus the act... Plus the Clinton case, the Clinton case, which was won by Clinton as president because he took he took tapes of leaders in his socks. Uh, zero. Okay. Zero. And every good lawyer has said it. And you've seen that. Every good lawyer has said that. Obviously, there are others you know what the, who push back. And then, this you know. was a weaponization of politics. This was a weaponization of the White House. This was a horrible thing. A candidate that's leading, I'm leading Biden by a lot. They go out and they weaponize. This is a horrible thing that was done. It was a confrontational type interview. It really was. And it's the kind of interview that uh, you would expect from a CNN or an MSNBC, but not from uh, a, a Fox or even a Brett Bear of four years ago. And I'm not saying that they had to throw softballs at President Trump, but it was a gotcha uh, type interview. And he really wanted to make things uh, as uncomfortable for President Trump as he could. And fortunately, President Trump, I think, is used to this by now. Oh, yeah. He can take a softball. He can take a hardball. But they were throwing the hardballs, and they were definitely trying to, you know, coach the outcome of it so that they, no matter what Trump did and how he did it, they could take it and... Twist it, it the way, yeah, yeah, twist yeah. it, and yep. that's how these interviews work with the media. I mean, the 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 real fight, just like the Ukraine war is, and just like this presidential election, it is it is determined by what the media tells you is happening. That's how it's being played out. So you're not getting the real story. You're not getting the truth. That's obvious. Pence, you know, he is guilty. Trump is not guilty, and you know, Trump mentioned all the different powers that he has, you know, to declassify. But the documents that they're talking about, they weren't, you know, it's 
it's made up. It's thin air, but they're doing it. You only heard Pres- uh, Vice President Pence make his comment to David Muir. I wish you could seen his expression. It was one of uh, of confidence. It was one of uh, uh, I wouldn't think of doing such a thing, you know. And yet he knew when he said that that he was lying. He knew he was lying. You know, this is a guy who who talks about being uh, a born again Christian, a, a different type of person. You know, uh, 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 evangelical. He's been called an evangelical. But I think you'd find, if you could really look at this guy deep down inside, he's anything but. He's kind of sinister. He's, and that's the worst kind of guy, the kind of guy who wears the mantle and the cloak of holiness and cleanliness, and deep down inside, he's disgustingly vile. That's what I feel about this guy, a guy who can lie so easily. It can, it can roll off his tongue, and he can look into the camera and say with such confidence that he didn't take the documents. When the fact of the matter is he knew he had the documents in his house. And when President Trump said, no, he didn't, he didn't uh, not take the documents. He just got caught. Yeah, you know. which is true. He got caught. You know, Trump had nothing to worry about. The only thing Trump had to worry about, he even talked about Clinton, who had tapes in his socks, you know, the recording tapes in his socks. You know, Trump walked out knowingly with what he had, but he, what he had and the things of importance were the goods on the deep state. That's what I truly believe yeah. he had. Every document that they, they're building this, this case based on, you know, extremities, you know, extremes, uh, you know, the, where well, they're going, underst- oh, look at all these boxes here. He put them on the stage, had them in the bathroom. He put them everywhere. They got them on the front and back porch in case you didn't know. And Greg Kelly the other night said, well, let's look at what he really supposedly took. The documents that he really took, and he held up a box, Greg Kelly did, and in the box were like three pieces of paper. He said, yeah. that's the classified documents they found. You see boxes on the stages in Mar- in Mar-a-Lago. You see stuff strewn on the floor. That's nothing. That's, yeah. that's smoke and mirrors. And even you heard Stacy talking about the nuclear codes and he was sharing this with everybody. Let's make this perfectly clear. The Democrats did in the election talking about the football and everything. There are no codes in there. There's no paperwork of codes. There is no little mechanical device where you sit there and he launches from the briefcase. It is show. Yeah, there might be paperwork in there in authenticating words, but by the time it's done, and I don't even think there's that, by the time it's done, it's basically him saying, hey, guys, fire the nukes. You know, that's what it is. It's, it's a verbalization. And he didn't take codes. And by the way, let's go back to the. It's very symbolic let's what go, that case is. Let's go back to the very key issue. Did he have the right to take anything? Yes. And the answer is yes, he did. And everybody, including mainstream media, keeps ignoring the fact that he was the president of the United States of America. And. With that comes the power to classify and declassify documents, and that's exactly what he did. He did not break any laws. He did what was legal. Yeah. You know, technically, everything in that White House is classified, yeah. Even the socks and your feet and the underwear and your body. You know, did you get those cleared to go, too? I mean, come on. They're they're being – and you're going, Bill, that's silly. Well, it's just as silly – as what they're doing right now. But unfortunately, you, the public, believes what they're telling you, yeah. which is a lie. It's sad because they're, they're really selling They're selling it to you in a very soft and almost subliminal way. They're yeah. trying to make it sound like everybody knows that it was classified. Everybody knows he shouldn't have had those documents. This is how the mainstream media is trying to make you believe that he broke the law, when in reality the fact of the matter is the only truth here is that he had the right as president to classify and declassify in an instant without putting it on paper, without signing any documents, he had the right to declassify. Not only that, they're making it sound like he didn't have approval to take the documents and, and, and that were classified. 
the president of the United States does not need approval from any other human being in this country to take classified documents. He's the president. That, that's part of the, his job. He can do that. They try to make it sound like, well, he should have talked to the National Archivist. Bull. Nonsense. The National Archivist has no control over the President of the United States. As a matter of fact, the President of the United States probably can remove the National Archivist at his will. Because most people in government work at the will and uh, the will of the President. And uh, I mean, I'm just saying that we're being told this lie. We're being spoon-fed this narrative that, oh, President Trump took documents that he shouldn't have had, and he had them on his, on his stage in Mar-a-Lago, in his bathroom in Mar-a-Lago. This is the mainstream media trying to poison the well and yeah. then doing a pretty damn good job. You know, the other thing is this. Um, with every interview that President Trump does, with every gotcha interview like we just talked about, he right. gets he gets stronger, and it's driving the left nuts. Well, you know, and which is why Stacey probably did what she did yesterday because the latest polls, Trump against Biden, with all the crap that they've thrown at him, not only has he held his lead against Biden, he is graining a uh, graining. There's a, now that's a true Freudian slip, <laughs> but uh, he is gaining on just about every level against yeah. Biden. Yep. And this this guy, the people, well, that's the other thing in a poll. They want the FBI to release the Biden, you know, the, the documents on bribery and the, with, uh, the, the public wants to see it. You know, Biden and the entire family is in trouble, including James Biden, who apparently was brokering deals for uh, the Biden family that's been left out of it. And boy, that'd be, you know, fun to unpack that suitcase and Find out how much more, because I understand there's a lot more stuff that's boiling to the surface, and they're trying to sit there, all of them together, keep their foot on that lid so it doesn't, or on that pot so that the lid doesn't boil off. Because if President Trump had done the things, half the things that uh, President Biden has been accused of, they would have uh, drawn and courted him already. He he has been. Uh, under a magnifying glass since he came down the escalator and um, announced his presidency. He has been a target since that date. The FBI was uh, investigating him. Uh, actually, mm -hmm. it was breaking the law in doing so, but it was doing it behind the scenes. It was spying on uh, a candidate for the presidency and then a future president. I mean, it, it, the, the things that have happened to President Trump versus the things that they're doing to protect President Biden is just mind-boggling. It's just, for anybody looking on, it's like, how can, they, how can they protect this thief, this crooked thief, this traitor, and go after this patriot? You know, anything that they've accused Trump of in documents, they have not provided evidence. Oh, well, we have pictures here of boxes that were staged, and that we know because we know the type of, person Trump is, and that didn't happen, and it started from a handful of documents that were found. All of a sudden, boxes and boxes, were, but the tapes were shut off when they were bringing stuff in, but they don't have anything. So now, because I think what they're looking for is not top-secret classified documents, it's evidence against the deep state, but they keep going after him, and now they're doing the thing, well, we have a tape. You know, and, and he's and he's holding these documents, which is paper shaking, which because they were newspaper articles and magazines with stories of what I'm talking about, of all this crap that's going on. But they, they say, well, we got the tape. Well, really? Play it. Have you heard the tape anywhere? No, I, I think that they are um, they're desperate right now. They, the left is. Uh, they're in a situation that... Uh, they just never anticipated. They figured, well, we'll indict Trump in New York, and that'll knock his polls down, and it didn't. It made it stronger. Then they, yeah. they indicted him again in Florida, and that made him stronger. And the polls continue to rise for Trump. Right now, if the election took place today, if it happened today, President Trump would win in a landslide. Of course, that's with an honest 
election taking place, which I still think is not going to happen in the country we're living in right now. I think the environment is such that they've stolen it before. Uh, and, and I'm not just talking about 2020. I think you, you probably would find that they've had some influence on elections for decades, and this is nothing new. As a matter of fact, the election that Trump won was the exception and not the rule. Catherine Herridge was talking about uh, the Trump lawyers and, and their plans to uh, to make a defense for, uh, pr- for President Trump. Here's what she had to say. Who's going to represent the former president? So much chaos inside of his legal team. Well, they haven't ruled out adding even more lawyers, especially down in Florida, as they address this indictment in that state. What I learned in my conversations over the weekend with sources close to his legal team is that as a threshold issue, they're likely anticipating some limited discovery to kind of get under the hood of the special counsel's case and the strength of the evidence. And then the other two top-tier targets are a motion to dismiss based on allegations of prosecutorial misconduct. You're familiar with that through your own reporting. And then the second is to get excluded these notes from Evan Corcoran, the former defense attorney, which are at the heart of this obstruction case. And the thing that I learned this weekend, which was new to me, is that these notes are more than 40 pages in length. So I think it is fair to say in this indictment, we're seeing a snapshot of those conversations and not quite the full picture. She is probably one of the uh, finest reporters in Washington. She has not been compromised. She wasn't compromised at Fox, and she hasn't been compromised amazingly at CBS. She just continues to do honest journalism, and uh, she really gets the story. She finds out the details. She well, also that's good. She also talked with a former Trump attorney about right. uh, prosecutorial misconduct. Listen. The Trump attorneys have raised questions about prosecutorial misconduct in this case. What did you witness? I witnessed a lot of misconduct. What did that look like? So I, uh, it's been reported, I went before the grand jury myself. Um, I was not subpoenaed. I went in voluntarily mm-hmm. um, as, you know, in the place of a custodian of records. And I was really stunned by what I saw in the grand jury room by the conduct of the prosecutors. You know, they made many attempts to, uh, to try to get at privileged communications. They would ask me about conversations with my client. They would make improper references to the jury, trying to mislead them about that. At one point, it got to the level where you know, they're asking me this again, and then they turn to the grand jury and they say, so you're refusing to provide this information. No, I'm not refusing to provide. The ethical rules prohibit me. Even if the answer to this question is helpful, I'm not allowed to give it. And I turned to the jury and I said, and she knows it. She knows that it's an improper question. It's an improper inference. That then led to an exchange where she tried saying, well, the privilege has exceptions. It could be waived, yes. Well, if the president's so cooperative, why won't he waive privilege and allow you to tell the grand jury about his conversations? Why does that cross a legal red line? Well, that, that crosses a major red line as far as implying guilt to a jury based on the invocation of a constitutional right. It's the kind of thing that if that had happened in a trial court, the judge would have immediately you know, stopped everything, probably declared a mistrial. And it's the kind of thing that, quite frankly, an attorney, a prosecuting attorney who willfully does that type of thing would potentially face discipline. And I think that they probably will when this case comes out. Implying guilt by simply using a constitutional right, saying, uh, I invoke my Fifth Amendment right to not self-incriminate myself. And by doing that, the prosecution turns around and says, see, he... He said he would uh, take, plead the fifth, which, of course, is an admission of guilt, which is not it's an admission not. of guilt. No, no, it's not. And yeah, that's but you know what? That's happening all the time. Everything that's going on uh, in court, out of court, media reporting is all twisted to, you know, make the assumption of guilt. Yeah. You know what happens when you assume, uh, assume yeah, and that's you make what's going an ass on. of you and me, right? <laughs> I, I know. I learned that in court, actually. So I know I know all about that. Um, you never assume. Uh, Bill Barr is not a friend to Trump's. Oh, no. Uh, he was on, you know, he's promoting a book. And by the way, President Trump mentioned Barr and other people by, by name in the interview with, with Brett Baer last night. And uh, 
Trump said, these guys, uh, you know, they all have, uh, are all out trying to make money. He says, uh, mm-hmm. Bill Barr, weak guy, very weak guy. This is how Trump, you know, he's, he's, he, but he gets out there and uh, he says nasty things while he's on a book tour so that he will make more money and create more sales for his book. And that's, right. what he, that's why he's doing the things he's doing. He says they all, are, they all have a, a plan, a scheme. Anyway, Barr said this on, uh, I think it was Face the Nation. Do you believe he lied to the Justice Department? Do I personally believe it? Yes, I do. And do you believe that, that he, he continues to claim that he has all these privileges and rights under the Presidential Records Act? Is he mischaracterizing the act? It, 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 absolutely. Uh, the legal theory by which he gets to take battle plans and, and sensitive national security information as his personal papers is absurd. It's just as wacky as the legal doctrine they came up with for you know having the vice president unilaterally determine who won the election. The whole purpose of the statute, the Presidential Records Act, is was to stop presidents from taking official documents out of the White House. It was passed after Watergate. That's the whole purpose of it. And therefore, it restricted what a president can take. It says it's purely private that had nothing to do with uh, the uh, deliberations of government policy. Obviously, these documents are not purely private. It's, it's obvious. And they're not even now arguing that it's purely private. What they're saying is the president just has sweeping discretion to say they are, even though they squarely don't fall within the definition. It's an absurd argument. Unbelievable. This guy knows better. Yeah. He knows better. And he lies anyway. You know, I just read this morning, I haven't got the story in front of me, that he and Christopher Ray were actively trying to uh, destroy Trump while they were in their positions of power, while Absolutely. he was the attorney general. And, and Christopher Ray obviously still is the uh, FBI director. Yeah. You know, <clears throat> the he's term. Protecting Biden so much, too. You know, well, you know, just... the term deep state. Deep state. Think about the two words. It's not the state. It's the deep state. It means that it's way down under the surface, way down under. And it, it has been around. It's been around as other administrations on the surface change. The deep state is a steady constant. It is there all the time. And it controls people with power and money. And that guy mm-hmm. you just heard, Bill Barr, he's part of it. I don't care what anybody says. For for these people to turn around, let me ask you a question. I know you pretty well, Bill. Uh, right. If you were in a position with President Trump, no matter what, you know, if he gave you the the secretary, the attorney general position, pretty powerful position, and then after you know he kept you. By the way, he kept Bill Barr right to the very end. Right. Uh, would you turn around and start shivving the guy who gave you the opportunity? That no, says a lot I about. Would, uh, doesn't that say a lot about the person who's doing the shivving? Yeah, I, I, yeah, it does. Now, I will say, if there was something that I absolutely knew was wrong, then yeah, I would come forward with it. But Barr is making stuff up as he goes and changing his story. You're, you should be loyal to a certain extent. You know, some people said, uh, well, you know, uh, why didn't you make the right decisions in your first administration when you choose people? He didn't know anybody. Hey, we all thought William Barr was a pretty good guy. And then all of a sudden, you know, his true colors shine through because he was, uh, you know, he, he was, well, he's a turncoat is what he was. And I don't even think he's a turn. Hey, he was in disguise. He was Donald he Trump was there was, all along. Donald planted. Trump was the epitome of business people in our country. Very successful, smart businessman. But when it came to being a politician, he was a rube. He was inexperienced, a novice. So he comes down to Washington and he has to rely on the advice of key people, people who know the landscape, who know the territory. And these people, I think, were the real liars. They knew who they were bringing into his administration. I mean, Mike Pompeo, I would have thought he would be a loyal uh, supporter of the president to the very end. And instead, like all the others, not all the others, but a lot of the others, he is enjoying dancing on the uh, what he thinks is the grave of the president. It isn't, by the way. I think he, I mean, President Trump is an amazing fighter. 
he just takes a licking and keeps on ticking, as they would say. Uh, as far as uh, people in the future, they asked him on the interview last night, Brett Baer said, well, how, how do you know you're not going to hire the same type of people in the second administration? He said, I know who I'm going to hire now. I know who the good guys are now. You know. See, that's a hard thing. When you become president, you can't replace everybody. There's so many people in appointed positions, permanent positions, so to speak. And so you've got to sit there and go, what do I need? But those people... You might change the people that you need and you got the right ones, but it's the ones under them or beside them that you have to watch out for uh, because you can't just clean house in government because you've got to have the people that run it, the day-to-day people, and they go on from administration to administration. And the Democrats have had a good, you know, good run at putting those people into positions and places. So oh, yeah. Yeah. they can... They can go, well, we didn't win this election. Hey, help us out for the next one. So then they go, oh, okay, yeah, that's the person to help me out. I'm going to undermine this person. And that's what happened to Trump. You know, he thought that William Barr was a good guy, and he kept him to the end because Barr didn't really show his true colors. We thought he was going to help out with uh, all the election stuff. And he did nothing. He did nothing. Do you remember sitting at... at the election uh, during the election period uh, after the election was over you you were sure that a loyalist like Bill Barr was going to stand side by side with his president and challenge the election and he did nothing he well, was I'm, as useful as mammary glands on a bull well I can tell you this does he know what really happened yeah he does is he going to you know, tell the truth Never. and defend <laughs> democracy? No, he's not because he's, look, his bread is buttered by the deep state. Yep. So that's who he's loyal to, and they're going to protect their own, and he's a part of it. Now we know it, you know, but we got to get Trump back in. And I think if you had an election today, uh, he would win by a landslide. I think he'd win by a bigger landslide yeah. tomorrow. But the steel is still in place. Yes. And that's the problem. They they came out with an article, uh, I think it's called the Halderman Report. You probably right. saw it. Uh, and, the, and it said the machines can be tampered with. Yeah. It, it, this is two and a half years later, right? Uh, it's, a, it's almost like a throwaway story in, on the press. The Halderman port, uh, Report was released and, uh, well... You know, yeah, I guess the machines can be tampered with during and after the elections. And unfortunately, though, now I believe, you know, all the documents, the ballots that go into it, uh, I think that those, you know, talking about getting rid of things, I think all the evidence to what really happened in the election is now gone. You know, Bill, and getting Uh, back to the Republicans, what you said before, where the hell are they? You know why? Why? You know, I'm. Are you tired of? I'm tired of these Republican committee members and stuff saying, "Well, we're going to have a meeting on Monday. Next Thursday, we're going to talk to him." You know, there isn't an urgency on the part of the Republican Party. An urgency. This is the building is burning down. Uh, somebody get some water. It's not somebody think about getting some water. It's not somebody discussing who will go and get the water. It's not discussing who will punish the the pyromaniac that lit the fire. No, no, go get the water. The building's burning down now, and and that's the problem we have right now with the Republican Party. They they're good at committees. They're good at at interviewing. Are the cameras on? Are the cameras on? The mics are working. Yeah. Okay, I got some great stuff to say here. It's going to make the the news tonight, and everybody's going to use the clips on their shows. The fact of the matter is nobody is out putting the damn fire out. You know, so we have a situation right now where our president, and I talk about our president being Donald Trump because I think he won in 2020. I do believe that we have a guy in office right now who stole the position and and he's intentionally damaging our country. We have a traitor destroying our borders who is 
who has already given away stuff. Do you know what happened yesterday? I got Before I forget this, I don't, right. I don't know whether I have the clip, but I got to play this. Uh, this is what happened. I want you to listen very carefully to this clip. All right. This is Tony Blinken. On Taiwan, I reiterated the longstanding U.S. one-China policy. Uh, that policy has not changed. It's guided by the Taiwan Relations Act, the three joint communiques, the six assurances. We do not support Taiwan independence. We remain opposed to any unilateral changes to the status quo by either side. We continue to expect the peaceful resolution of cross-strait differences. Is that not a green light for China to go in and invade Taiwan? Absolutely. That's exactly what it is. That's no. do not stop it. Go, you know, whatever. You it's just yours. Go, go right ahead. It's yours. You can have it. We're not going to defend it. You know, Ty, uh, Taiwanese people, they got to be pissed right now oh. when the, the news just came in because we're not going to lift a finger. We're not going to do a damn thing. But okay. So, you know, their independence. You know? What did we tell our other allies, too, in the world? What did we tell our other allies around the world? Mm. We can't be counted on. We can't yeah. be trusted. For years, well, we said we were supporting Taiwanese uh, independence. And all of a sudden, in one day, Tony Blinken, by the way, goes to China. He bends over backwards, and I won't say anything else. But uh, the fact of the matter is he essentially prostrates himself on the floor in front of uh, Xi and uh, whatever you want, sir, we'll do it. And he goes out and he tells the world, we don't favor Taiwanese independence. Oh, my God. Anybody who's paying attention knows that we've supported that for years. Okay, but we don't favor Taiwanese independence. Then what the hell are we doing in the Ukraine? Well, hey, listen, you know, we do favor selling weapons and making money. We, 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 and that's what they're doing. We yeah, don't, they want us. They want to break as many of our toys so they can sell more of them to the Ukraine army. You know, yeah. and we want to give away our secrets too. I take Obama that back. That. I take that back. We don't sell it because we're giving our money to the Ukraine. We're yeah, making we the American away. people pay for the equipment. Yeah. Well, they give it away. We pay for it, and we should be proud of that because we're supporting their their independence yeah. and democracy. But the hell with Taiwan, because we're not getting anything out of them. But this is the kind of administration we have right now. Everything that is normally up in this administration is down. Everything that is right is now left. The, the people who are running our government right now are the antithesis of American patriots. They are absolutely the worst. They wear the suits. They look into the camera and have all the outward appearances of being diplomatic and being smart and articulate. But the fact of the matter is, like President Trump said yesterday, this is a dumb administration. These are a bunch of numbskulls who are running our administration. Well, they're dumb or it's actually planned, and I say it's planned. There's, there's a much, much deeper, darker, bigger picture of what's going on, but it's, it's deep and sinister. And... You know it, and I know it, and uh, you know all these pieces. You you need to step back and get a clear picture of everything that's going on, and maybe the puzzle will go together before your eyes, and you'll see what's really happening. John Fetterman was speaking with President Biden over the weekend. Fetterman got up in front of the microphone, which I thought was very brave of him, and I want you to pay close attention to what he says. And then, if you would, would you translate it for me afterwards? Listen. And now I'm standing next to the president again, next to a, a collapsed bridge here. And he is here to commit to work with the, the governor and the, the, the delegation to make sure that we get this fixed quick, fast as well, too. This is a president that is committed to infrastructure. Yeah, and then on top of that, uh, the, the jewel uh, kind of a uh, uh, law of the inflation uh, bill that is going to make sure that there's going to be bridges all across like this, all across the America getting rebuilt. So somebody uh, took that dialogue and uh, they they actually put some music behind it and oh boy this this is going to be fun because yeah he's, yeah listen next to a, a collapsed bridge here and he is here to commit to work with the, the governor and the the, the delegation 
to make sure that we get this fixed quick, fast as well, too. This is a president that is committed to infrastructure. Yeah, and then on top of that, uh, the, the jewel uh, kind of a uh, uh, law of the inflation uh, bill that is going to make sure that there's going to be bridges all across like this, all across the America getting rebuilt. Uh, yeah, I love delegation. Delegation you know, and, and, and infrastructure, infrastructure, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> infrastructure, yeah. You know, I'm sitting there going, but I'm sitting there going, delegate, delegate, dance uh, uh, yeah. to the music. You know, he is. He's God bless him. He's had a stroke. We know that, and that's. It it is not fair that he be judged as a normal person because he's had brain damage, and he right. shouldn't be standing up in front of a group of people. But you know, that being said. He allowed himself to be elected the senator from the state of Pennsylvania after the uh, the stroke, and he lied to the people constantly, saying that he was okay and and he was clear headed. Oh, well, he knew and, damn well he wasn't. Good. Yeah, and his and wife he's still not. And his wife pushed him into that position. You know, she, if a wife loved her husband and the guy was so damaged, uh, you would have thought that she would have said, "Look at honey." We're going to spend some time getting you better, and uh, you're not going to be put under the limelight and uh, the spotlight, and uh, you know we're not going to put you in a position that puts more stress on you. But she didn't do that. She pushed him into the into the light, and uh, now he is going up in front of the audiences and standing next to. Uh, of course, I think Joe understood what he was saying. That's the. Yeah. Sc- I was watching the the video, and Joe was looking over at him while he was trying to uh, put the sentence together, and it looked as if Joe understood every word he was saying. Yeah, he did. Uh, I think he was talking. Uh, he was talking Joe's language. I think at he time. was. They were speaking you know? at the same level. Yes. And of course, you know there was uh, there was a thing in California. Maybe this was the same thing over the weekend, where Joe got disoriented going off the stage, and they had to come and grab him turn him around and walk him off the stage. You know, this is our president. I have and a question, Bill. Do you feel comfortable knowing that the nuclear codes and uh, maybe the, you know, the launch permission is in this man's hands? Well, I established that I don't think he, there are codes like uh, per se, but uh, I don't feel confident that he has any say in it at all, I don't feel confident that he's, you know, that he's even uh, making decisions. I, I think he is just, you know, there in name, well, and and he's a puppet. But I do believe he was a crook all his life and career and in his uh, role as vice president. And I still think, you know, senile or not, he needs to be held accountable, and we need to start getting busy and do the right thing. Rob Schmidt had uh, a psychologist. On, uh, was it a psychologist or someone who, someone who's very familiar with the type of uh, problem that President Biden has? And he said, you know, is there a possibility that he may wake up one day and say, launch the missiles, and all of a sudden we have a nuclear war? And she said, absolutely. It can be mm-hmm. the drop of a hat. He can wake up delusional, and how do you stop him? You don't, because if he says it to the right uh, person— then yeah, it uh, the, that can go on down the line, and you know when that comes down, you don't question those orders. No, you do it. He is, you know, he's still the guy who, when he gets on Marine One, the Marines still salute him as if he's the president. Well, you know, here's the one thought: is um, we're going, well, yeah, but there's really no threat going on. I think we're still at DEFCON three, but you know, back in January, we were talking about uh, some of the Soviet fleet being deployed. You know, there have been ships that uh, by Russia, and, and I'm not going to argue, you know, their their Navy is sophisticated or it's not, but these, these ships have crew of the, what is it, the hypersonic missiles on them that have warheads, yeah. nuclear warheads. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there was a sub that not, what, a couple of months ago that is off of our eastern uh, seaboard from going by Hawaii back in January was... Uh, a Soviet uh, destroyer with uh, nuclear capabilities and has the missiles coming to the West Coast. How many ships are deployed to key areas right now uh, 
to strike us and basically uh, anybody that we're aligned with because we're on we're in the we're in the center of the target absolutely right now not that we haven't always been but i think what you're saying is they've moved their weapons in closer and it'll be a faster easier attack on their part yeah, yeah. i mean maybe the ukraine war has proven that some of their artillery and hardware is not up to snuff these days okay i get that but you know in sure number of troops out there they win on that accord and in the fact that they got nukes and hypersonic, we gave up on our hypersonic missile, the Arrow. Even though we had some successes with it, you still have failures. You've got to have failures to get to the perfection. And they were close, but they cut the, the funding right away. It stopped. So we don't have that. They I, have. But I, I read and, that we actually do have a hypersonic and we've tested it. And it does well, work. Well, I read that too. But yeah. they're, you know. I don't think they tell us, Bill. I don't think they tell us. I think there's a lot of things that we have that we don't even know about. Some of them probably are things that have been misidentified as being UFOs. And speaking of UFOs. Uh-oh, here we go. Tim Burchett, a representative in Congress right now, uh, a man who is respected and an intelligent guy. He was being interviewed, and he happens to believe that uh, the U.S. did cover up Roswell back in yes, 1947. Listen. I want to pivot here, and this, but also this also goes to the issue of transparency. You've been hot on the subject of UFOs for quite some time uh, while you've been in Congress. Now, there's a chance that a so-called whistleblower uh, could come to testify before Congress, saying that the government is covering up the existence of extraterrestrials. You commented on this earlier this week. Do you believe there's a cover-up, sir? I do, 100%. Since 1947, Roswell, you had military intelligence come out. The military said, we've recovered a saucer. And then the next day, they trot this poor officer out and claim he holds up a piece of a hot air balloon and says, no, in fact, it was a hot air balloon, which apparently was a top secret program at the time, and they never would have disclosed it anyway. Military intelligence is like congressional ethics. It just doesn't exist. And I know the man that they're talking about. He's a decorated veteran. Um, that doesn't mean a lot in Washington, D.C., but Dad Gummett in Tennessee, it sure means a heck of a lot. And yeah. I look forward to having his testimony there and some other folks, too, and we will be having a hearing. That's Tim Burchette from Tennessee, uh, an interesting guy who obviously believes that we've been lied to about uh, Roswell and other things, uh, UFO, you know? And there are a lot of people. I mean, if you, some people I would ask, they go, oh, no, there's no such things as UFO as UFOs, but I think the overwhelming majority of people believe, hey, look, look to the skies. you got to yeah. believe there's someone else out there that has been around a lot longer than we have. So, yeah, there are, and there have been strange things, and just about everybody has seen something at some time that's strange, whether it was a government program or something that was, you know, not from this uh, this earth. Well, the sheer number of sightings alone. I mean, when you think about how many people have had, like you said, uh, an experience of some kind. They've seen triangles in the sky or lights in the sky or, or they've seen orbs outside airplane windows, which that happened. Uh, they've oh, The government has always tried to e explain it off. As a matter of fact, that's the modus operandi of the government on most everything that's uh, unexplainable. I mean, even the Kennedy assassination, they they wanted to wrap that thing up by the end of the weekend, and they did. They The yeah. shooting happened. They found the guy. They brought him in. The guy got shot. It was Lee Harvey Oswald. Let's all move on and stop the investigation. And that's that. they were satisfied with this. They wanted to keep the story out of the headlines, and they did. And I think that they've done this a lot. You know, they, mm -hmm. they can generate headlines. They've, they can lie about headlines. They can tell you that uh, Donald Trump is uh, a thief and a bum and all this stuff when actually the guy is a patriot. The guy has no reason to be in office. He's a billionaire. He doesn't need the money. He's one of the only politicians in the history of our country who just doesn't need the money. Everybody else goes into politics and makes money. And, and Trump goes into politics and loses money. Yet they try to make it sound like he's the bad guy. But uh, they, the media can generate phony stories and headlines and keep him in the press. And they can take a guy like Biden, who is a, a traitor, who gave our secrets away and gave our, our uh, uh, influence away to our, our enemies. He did so so easily. And the media can stand in front of him and protect him. 
You know, it's keep them out of the headlines. Look at what happened the day that they found out that uh, they had information on on uh, Hunter Biden. The story was blowing up. That's the day they decided quickly to indict Trump in Florida. I mean, the whole mm-hmm. thing, the whole thing is so obvious to anybody who has their eyes open. But a lot of us don't. A lot of people, unfortunately, go day to day and they they work their jobs. They're con- they're not interested in politics and they don't want to talk about things that. Uh, don't affect their life personally. At least, you know what I'm saying. As far as their own, per- they, their own little world, they want to they want to watch the Pirates or the or the Boston Red Sox or the Yankees or something like that. They don't want to get into things like politics. Ooh, you know. Anyway. There's always a story that comes up that's a distraction, and sometimes these are stories. I'm not saying they're not newsworthy or demand attention. Like, well, there's one that's brewing out there right now. That little mini sub. That goes down yeah. and looks at the Titanic, the Titan. Yeah. Well, they've lost contact with it and the captain. Now, what's okay? You know, that's not unusual, but uh, they're they are crushed for time. They're trying to find it desperately right. because there's people on board. And when that sub, when you get in that sub, they seal the hatch and they seal it from the outside with 17 different bolts. So there's no way out of that thing. So it's a coffin. You have 96 hours. And that's it. 96 hours. So time is running out. So I already see the story coming here that uh, there's there's either going to be a miraculous rescue, which I hope, you know, they find because nobody deserves to go like that, or it's going to be tragic, but then they'll find them. And then they're going to dissect the sub and why it was done this way. And oh, why the cameras—they'll they'll be doing live coverage. They'll be—they'll have cameras out uh, with the helicopters doing the searching. It will be wall to wall. This story, you're right. Yeah, and they'll interview a friend of a friend of a friend who knew somebody yep. that was related to somebody that was in the sub. Yeah, because they want to keep that story going for as long as they can to cover up another major in story a major story that impacts you and everybody around you and chances are it's going to be about biden and the biden family and hunter because that thing is boiling over yet the fbi setting uh, they're sitting on documents that you know can finally put this this thing to bed but no we can't do that we got to find a way to make it go away and that's what they do they will take stories that are out there that used to be just little heartstring stories at the end of a newscast or little puff pieces, but now they get blown up in big time. They have a 50, about 48 hours, about two days' worth of air left right now as of right at this moment. Yeah, uh, there's still a chance, you yeah. know, and there's still prayers to be said. And it's, a, you know, I, I hope they do find them, but I think that story, uh, the timing, uh, you know, it, it is what it is. What I don't understand, make- Bill, is that, in this day of, of beacons and, and uh, all that, you would have thought that there was some kind of a tracking system that was unbreakable and uh, reliable, but apparently they can't find the darn thing. No, they can't. And the sad thing is, uh, you know, as heart-wrenching as that story is, you know, I think, you know, the bigger story, one of the bigger stories out there besides the Biden is uh, that of uh, the young lady, where's she from, Virginia, uh, Stacy? No, she was from uh, the Virgin Islands. Virgin Islands, that's it, that's right. Uh, anyway, she, uh, and she's on a committee, but she... Her name is, she Pla- says, I think it's Stacy Plaskett. Plaskett, yeah. that's it. Mm-hmm. I, I, I can't read my own writing, so I'm looking at it and going, huh. <laughs> but I, and I get distracted by the noise, and I apologize for the noise that comes on and off behind yeah, me. What, it's been it's distracting dentist. to us. <laughs> Bill's Bill's doing his show from the dentist chair. If my dentist makes noise like that, uh, I got a real serious problem. You know what I mean? I mean, I do. They're going they're going through the jaw jaw and into the skull. But what I'm saying about her is what she said was reprehensible, and she should be yanked right away from the committee. Yeah, I, and I think she could she should be ranked uh, yanked from any office that she holds. But you know uh, what will happen, Bill? Like you just said. The, for the next day or so, it'll be this noise from this other story, and it'll be that her comments will disappear into the uh, deep well, resources of uh, old news stories, and you'll never hear from it again. They haven't disappeared. What they're doing right now is defending, oh, it was just a little Freudian slip. But they play the audio because what they're doing is planting the seed 
for yeah. someone to do their dirty work. The and good that's news what is they want to do. The good news is uh, we should end the show with this piece. We're just about at that point, but all right. People who were watching the indictment uh, process happen made mm-hmm. an astute observation that uh, you won't find in the media, mainstream media. President Trump had a presidential uh, motorcade. He didn't have a former president motorcade. He had 17 cars. He had, uh, uh, they said he had two white vehicles that had uh, a SWAT type team with him. Yeah, I saw that. And he had. An ambulance behind him, which is, a, this, it was a presidential motorcade to the indictment. This wasn't uh, uh, something that was standard. And, you know, he should get that, especially now. And now with that threat, he should really get that. But I got to ask you, if something bad like that happened, oh, God how forbid. would the media treat him? Would they have any respect uh, for no. him, any remorse for what happened, or would they sit there and go ding dong? The Trump is gone. You know. No, this is uh, this is an evil media. This is not the media that you th- they they portray themselves as. You know, they kind of come out and say we are we're the news, we're impartial. We're no, that's a lie. They're a propaganda arm of the left. Period. End of sentence. Yeah, and uh, I am afraid what. Uh, you just said would be the case. I'm worried for him. I am too. I, I'm worried for our nation. I'm worried for you, friends, because uh, whatever happens to him, just just remember this: whatever happens to him is going to basically be cast upon you. It, it's happening to all of us. Is yep. what I'm trying to say. You know, he he has said many times, uh, "Don't think for one second that they're coming after me. They're coming after you. Yes. Uh, I'm just standing in the way." And if he's not standing in the way anymore, if we don't have somebody like him uh, being the challenger, the guy who's fighting for us, then we are really screwed. We really are. I mean, don't think for one second they won't destroy you. You know, we talked yesterday, and we really have to wrap this up, but we talked about them raiding uh, the gun shops around the country. Oh, yeah. And, And this is happening there's no, there's no news about this. It's almost as if it's a normal thing that they're going in with uh, body armor and uh, seizing records and stuff like that. They're making it sound like it's normal. It's not normal. Well, you know, the, and, and I hear people defending them saying, well, you know, like in, in the local case here, well, you know, they've been under investigation for a long time. They've been coming in monthly. Oh. Well, now, let me, let me explain something about that. Uh, them coming in. I'll keep it short. Simple fact is, once upon a time, I worked in a place that sold guns and yada yada, and we had to do everything a gun shop did um, because we technically were with uh, the pawn shop. I did that business in between radio jobs, but we were checked once a month. They do come in and sometimes more. If they did hear somebody say, oh, something, yeah, they'd come in and check. There was no wrongdoing, nothing ever, but they would also check our records. They do that routinely. So now they're just using that as an excuse. So pulling a raid with uh, armed personnel is anything but normal. Is anything but normal. And they're doing that, but they're doing it under the cover. Well, we found all this. We got to come. A lot of things that are happening in our world right now are not normal, friends, are not normal at all. And uh, I just pray that I pray for our country every day. And I hope you do too. Hey, listen, we've done it. We've, uh, we've gone, Way, way over, but that's okay. It's been an interesting program. Uh, I'd like to thank Bill, and I'd also like to thank the sound effects guys in the background who were, who oh, were making yeah. the sound of the... Uh, they're, they're quiet now, Bill. You know, I said, the show is over, so they haven't got anything to do anymore. They put their, their yeah, drills they're, and well, saws they're, they're down. Gonna, yeah, and, they're going to pack everything up and go home. You know, it's yeah. like, well, we're done for <laughs> yeah. the day. We screwed around with What them. you heard in the background sounded like a concrete uh, what you, saw. You know, it, it was. Yeah. What they're doing is, is up and down the street, they're replacing all the sidewalks, kind of a beautification thing that's going on mm-hmm. and which is nice, but you know, it's kind of yes. like, 
Oh, jeez. Could, could you do, do this now? at another time, please? But anyway, hey, have a wonderful day, my friend. We are finished. Have a great day. Uh, now you can go out and work with the guy out in the sidewalk. And uh, maybe... No, I'm not doing anything. I'm... <laughs> As a matter of fact, I'm staying inside. You know? uh, good, good idea. We will do it again tomorrow, and uh, I'm sure we'll have more to talk about. All right. We will see you. But until then, hasta la vista. The Voice of Freedom, CRN America. These days, when you want an answer about just about anything, you ask Alexa. You ask her about the weather. You ask her who won your favorite sporting event. You ask her to find a fact that you can't find anywhere. Well, we did that too. We asked her how many people have downloaded itsanotherday.com. And this is what she said. From acceleration.com. It has been downloaded as much as 260,433,467 times. I know. Seems like a lot. Seems like a lot to us, too. But it's Alexa. Thanks for making us a part of your day. And tell your friends about itsanotherday.com. We could use an extra listener. I mean, what do you do when you only have 260 million? <laughs>